one minute away from listening to the best product team in podcasting live. But first, here's a piece of information you need to know. Have you always wanted to make an impact online? Now's your chance. GoDaddy.com has domain names for as low as $1.99. But that's not all. GoDaddy.com also offers world-class hosting and fast and easy website builders. Plus, by you being a listener of MuggleCast Live, you can save an additional 10% on any order by entering code MUGGLE. Oh yeah, that's MUGGLE. M-U-G-G-L-E. MUGGLE. Some restrictions do apply, but feel free to see the site for details. I want you to get your piece of the internet at GoDaddy.com. Because we finally have a teaser trailer, this is MuggleCast episode 155 for July uh, 30th, 2008. A teaser trailer finally. 7 p.m. on the East Coast, July 30th, 2008. The MuggleCast is coming at you live this evening with a discussion of the teaser trailer. Uh, oh, jeez, 1,000 people. I'm getting nervous. Joining me tonight is the best team in Potter podcasting, starting with the lovely Laura Thompson. Good evening, Laura. You sound beautiful this evening. What's that? I said, sit through, dear. Thank you. Next up, MuggleCast News anchor, Micah Tannenbaum, fresh from New Orleans. Good evening, Micah. Yeah. Whoa. How you doing? I'm great. How was New Orleans? It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Party it up? A little bit, a little bit. Meet anyone? All work, Andrew, all work. <laughs> <laughs> ben Shane is also here, holding down the fort at the MuggleNet offices. How you doing, Ben? <laughs> I'm doing great. How are you doing, buddy? Pretty good. Do you spy on Sparks later on, maybe? So Emerson around? Uh, no, he's not, actually. I'm, I'm in his house all by myself. Oh, okay. And, Got Emerson's uh, boxers now on eBay. Selling Emerson's... <laughs> 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 hmm, did you wash them or no? I would buy them. They uh, just... You couldn't wash them. Yeah. <laughs> Joining us by phone is Elisa Montfort. Hello, Elisa. Hey, Andrew. Hi, guys. Hi. Joining us by phone, because, you know... Elisa puts a lot of dedication in the show, but 
sometimes you know you just can't go to the library and stake yourself out there. She 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 presents her presents herself with a very dangerous task every episode uh, when she yeah. does go out there to the library. Anyway, the teaser trailer came out, and this is what we're here to uh, discuss. I hope everyone's seen it by now, because otherwise we're in trouble. Uh, no? Okay. Um, Maybe. What, what did you guys think? Were, was everyone happy in general? Laura, let's start with you. We'll start with general thoughts. We'll just go around the table. Let's hear Laura first. I thought it was fantastic. Um, I mean, I don't want to get too much into it, because we have a few talking points we're going to use here. Um, but I really loved the focus they're putting on Tom Riddle. Um, I think that was my favorite part of it. Um, and frankly, I'm just glad to know that we're actually having a movie come out because for a while I was doubtful. Yeah. So. Well, you know what? And and uh, the the trailer leaked online early on MSN. They they leaked it like 45 minutes early. And um, I, at the trailer, at the end, it said this year instead of like November or anything. And I started getting worried because I was like, oh, no, maybe they are oh going to change the date. Maybe it is going to be delayed. But then, you know, the US one came out and did say November. Uh, ben, how about you? What do you think of the trailer? I thought it was great. I thought it was good. Um, I mean, everybody seems to be in awe of it. And I just hope that the, the movie's actually as good as what we saw there. Yeah. Micah? The picture's finally moved. Um. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I was really impressed, and, and even more so than that, um, Michael Gammon may redeem himself this oh, movie yes, for me. Oh, yes, thank you, thank you, yes, definitely. Um, he, you he like... I'm surprised to hear that coming from you, Micah. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, it's it's uh, kind of hard to, for me to uh, say that, but, he, you know, he looks like he's doing a good job in, in this movie in particular, so we'll see what happens. Like Ben said, will, uh, will it all live up to the hype of this teaser trailer? Yeah, and Elisa? Yeah, I agree with Micah. I mean, just the five seconds we saw on less than that of Dumbledore with the fire spell and everything, that was exactly how I had imagined it. And also what Laura said, the focus on young Tom Riddle, I wasn't expecting that, honestly, so it was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, it looked really good. Um, So what we can do is we can just play the trailer through, and then we can talk about the different parts of it. Um, There was... um, Well, here, let's let's start uh, with the trailer. We'll just start from the beginning and then go through the whole thing. Okay, so there's the eerie music at first. Goes to the field. What you were looking at are memories. Okay, we'll stop right there. <laughs> Doesn't Michael Gambon already sound different than how we've ever heard him before? I don't, I don't know. I think so. Really? Everyone think he sounds different. I don't I don't get it. He just sounds gentler. And this part, yeah. I mean, but Harry's had these conversations with Dumbledore in his office before, and Michael Gammon has portrayed them beautifully, I think. I really don't see any difference. Mm. I just, I just, it sounds like he has a different, like, inflection in his voice. It just sounds like the, mem- the memories. I don't know. It just sounds better. Cause he does he seems get, a lot more do you have a clip? Do you have a clip to play from an old, like an older... Michael Gambon clip? No, so but I mean, it. when we get to it later, uh, there's a different part in this trailer where he does sound different, and or where he sounds like how he has sounded. Uh, let's continue. In this case, pertaining to one individual. Come on, how does he sound normal there? He, he sounds it, more in character to me. Yeah. For somebody who didn't like Michael Gambon as Dumbledore after Richard Harris passed away, he does sound much more in character and, uh, you know, a very much different 
individual than from when he shook Harry. Did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Type thing. Ah, totally, yeah. I agree. <laughs> Laura, what were the you going to say? Difference. Okay, now the only difference is that he's not yelling at the collective student body like he did in Order of the Phoenix. But he, he just sounds and so like, much more magical. There's a slight echo to his voice too, so, and I think it's just an effect on it. I don't. So uh, Laura's saying it was the room there, and it's not him. It's <laughs> the okay. echo. Of no, seriously, there is an echo to his voice. Listen to it. No, You're an echo, Andrew. 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 Do you what? think that uh, that you think that Gambin is a more convincing Dumbledore? Is yeah. that what you and Mike are saying? He just sounds cooler. Ha- oh, you're so you're saying that by by based off one clip, huh? Yes. <laughs> Keep in okay. mind, this is actually the first <laughs> film we've seen since J.K. Rowling announced that Dumbledore's gay, so maybe Michael Gammon's <laughs> taking that into account. Are you saying he sounds oh, gay? Oh, no. Well, let's put it this way. We have heard reports that he um, has been a little more, um, how do you say, flamboyant yeah. on the sets. He's been taking advantage of for, you know, Joe's uh, revelation. I don't know. Just saying. How, how do you... see that. I mean... Why would why would he need to take advantage? Because not taking like, maybe just, just having fun. No, listen, with it. No, listen, no, listen, though. No. Dumbledore was gay all along, and the way that Gambin portrays Dumbledore, based off how he read in the book, if Dumbledore was supposed kidding. to be was gay. I'm just kidding. But you how never you know? know. You never know. <laughs> Let's continue. Please. This is perhaps the most important memory I've collected. I've collected. It, okay, we'll keep going. <laughs> I'd like you to see it. <laughs> Are you gonna stop every? Okay, time? sorry. Okay, okay. In all the years Tom's been here, he's never once had a visitor. There's a doctor on you. No. Who are you? Well, I'm like you, Tom. I'm different. Prove it. Was anyone scared when that fire just came out of nowhere? Well, you and Matt were. I shook, yeah. I have to say, you guys win the award for girliest reaction to a trailer. Oh, are you uh, talking about uh, Matt and I's trailer reaction video? Yes. On YouTube. Uh, Link available on MuggleCast.com. Become a quick classic. But, um, yeah. Um, I have a confession to make about that. That wasn't the first time we actually watched it. That no. was the 50th. <laughs> well, some people actually believe that was the first time, but, you know, we're pretending it is for... That's false advertising. Well, it, that's all part of the joke, though. I mean... Oh. Yeah. No. Um, I was scared. Yeah, were, I, yeah I, just, I was more scared by the look in young Tom Riddle's eyes by the fact that the f- cabinet just burst into flames. He seemed to really enjoy it. I know. That kid, I mean, I know it's, I know Ben's going to yell at us for, you know, basing these assumptions off one <laughs> snippet of trailer, but this kid looks amazing. He does. Really he really does. does. I mean, just the whole, the inflections of his voice, it, he, he just sounds so dead, so lacking in emotion. Yeah. And the only point where there is the slightest hint of emotion in his voice is when he talks about being able to hurt people when they're mean to him. Right. Yeah. He just looks so disturbed and you can just look at his eyes and... Well, well, we'll get into logistics of this whole trailer, but um, we'll, we'll move along here. I can make things move without touching them. I can make bad things happen to people who are mean to me. I can speak to snakes, too. 
and this part was awesome too, where Dumbledore just he's walking out of the um, out of uh, Tom's room and just pauses right there. Didn't you guys love that? Yeah, it was really good. It was it was basically one of those oh crap. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, I was at first the first time I watched this, I was a little afraid that they just edited this to make it look like Dumbledore is walking out and then stops when he says that. And I hope that's actually how it is in the film. You know what I mean? How they change around the scene sometimes to make it look cooler right. or something. Yeah. yeah, like I really hope that's not how they they don't change it in the film. Anyway, we'll continue. They find me. Whisper things. Did you know, sir? Then. Did I know I just met the most dangerous dark wizard of all time? No. Yes, of course I did. Um. So. The the trailer. Um as a whole. Did you think it was good how it focused on one topic this time? Because, I mean, like, in the past, they've they've sort of focused on Umbridge, but this trailer was really... It just felt so different compared to t- past teaser trailers, right? Yeah, I agree. And I'm hoping that what this means is they're going to put a strong focus on the history be- you know, behind Voldemort and Tom Riddle in the film. Um, I mean, one of the big differences a lot of us noticed is there's virtually no trio in this. Hermione doesn't appear in it, and Ron's in it for a split second. Yeah. So I I really appreciated that because I've noticed in the past they have a habit in the trailers of using Hermione to explain what's going on and using Ron to provide the laughs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there was... So it was nice to see a change of pace. Yeah, and there was no Hermione in this either. You know, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about, and that, that does get kind of annoying, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It, it seemed that there was finally a focus on the story for once, and it, maybe they've actually paid close attention to the books. The, the only knock on it that I would say is there was really nothing to do with the Half-Blood Prince himself yeah. in this trailer. Right, that's true. I wonder if that's one of the things that, that they're going to keep a surprise, because I know with Order of the Phoenix, they kept, like, uh, Sirius's death, a whole secret, so maybe they want to stay away from the Hapwood Prince because it ultimately leads to Snape killing Dumbledore. Well, I think that, I mean, it was just to me, it was in the book, wasn't the Half-Blood Prince, I mean, that wasn't, like, the main important part. Really, no, it was wasn't. It? That was one of the things that bothered me about Half-Blood Prince. It was called Half-Blood Prince, and it really didn't focus much around Snape. Yeah, so why would the trailer focus around something that's just an underlying plot? Well, I don't know. Why Why did you think so, Laura? Why did I think they centered around Tom Riddle, or...? No, not, not around the Half-Blood Prince. Or was that Micah who said that? I said that. Oh. Yeah, well, I mean... I didn't either. Yeah, I mean, that was ultimately Joe's mistake, and we really can't blame the movie. How is it a mistake, though? Okay, 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 sorry, I take that back. I don't mean Joe's mistake, I just mean her doing. Her doing, yeah. yeah it was so Her decision. I guess, I guess... Do you, Andrew, do you think it's a mistake, though? Was that a Freudian slip? Um, yes. <laughs> now, now you're going to ask me what title would I have called it, and I don't know. It should have been, been called Harry Potter and Snape Kills Dumbledore. Uh, don't even make it a surprise. You got that from a t-shirt from Stropacy. Hot Topic. Yes, that was <laughs> quite popular. I mean, I was always sort of under the impression, though, that part of the reason it was called Half-Blood Prince is because 
Joe was sort of trying to trip us up because I know a lot of people were just assuming beforehand that it was Voldemort. And I think that, well, I know for a fact, actually, a lot of people who don't read the books are seeing the trailer, looking at the title, and making the exact same connection. So maybe it's just like a head fake. That's mm. what I always thought it was. Uh, yeah, mm. you're probably right. Well, then also the teaser's a little misleading because, well, I don't know. Because, you know, um, young Tom's talk, young Voldemort's talking about, um, you know, making people, he can control people and start crap and it starts going to those flashes of Ron passed out and Ginny's wand getting knocked out of her hand ah. um, yeah and by the way that's actually the new scene that you know it's been much publicized yeah so um, what was I just have to ask I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here but what was with Ginny like standing in water it's a rainy day really rainy apparently yeah <laughs> was it water i, I couldn't even I yeah, i'm pretty sure it was let me load up my 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 trailer but yeah it's like she's standing in a bathrobe in water really I yeah thought it, looked like, it looked like she was standing in like a cornfield or something it, it, well it's weird what they have now is the bur it, it's at the burrow and the house is surrounded by tall grass i guess you would call it and I mean, I think the only reason it's there is to like, so so um, Greyback can hide, <laughs> and so the place goes up on fire uh, more easily. That's the only reason I can think of though. Um, I'm looking at the, the Jenny okay. shot, and I don't see you don't even see your feet. Really? I thought I saw. Uh, maybe I'm blind. I don't know. But I think you're a bad trailer watcher. You know what? Oh, I okay. Yeah, something. Maybe it is water. It's a rainy day. No, you're right. You're right. It is water. Okay. And I'm the bad trailer watcher? Thank you. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, about the uh, the cornfields, I do have to say it, it kind of looks like they've picked up the story and, like, dropped it in the middle of, like, Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's where they're filming now. I, yeah, I think the only reason they did that is, one, so Greyback can hide coming in, because, like, <laughs> you know, it well, I guess we'll see in the film, but then also, you know, the place, there is, like, a fire scene that occurs, and and I'm looking at the trailer, and Har- Harry's running through all that tall grass, so. Yeah. Mm. Was anyone annoyed at the beginning, how, I'm jumping around now, but how at the beginning, there's a shot of the Hogwarts Express, and it's going through, uh, a, like, it looks like a, de- it's not a desert, but it kind of looks like a desert. It's just some flatlands. tall grass, I think. Oh, the same kind of. It? Whatever happened to the days when the Hogwarts Express would glide smoothly through rolling hills of, of Scotland? It was well, all ben, maybe this really was. Trying... That was back before the book. They were PG, man. PG-13. <laughs> 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 this, is, this is the the hardcore Hogwarts Express. <laughs> yeah. It's just the whole trailer as a whole has a very dark feel to it. It just seems like the whole film doesn't you know, give us a break at least with the Hogwarts Express. Make make that look happy before it gets all dark. It, it, it really it does just... seem that it was shot in Kansas. Uh, I'm starting to get that <laughs> feeling now because this is two different shots. Now, first the cornfield, now yeah. kind of this open terrain. Ben, did you just loan them some of your backyard or something? Yeah, actually. I Ben, I can I think I can see you and your mom out here. Is it just me? Is it just me, or is each each time anybody anybody who does the film is asked about the film in comparison to the other films? They always say, darker. "Yeah, this one this one's a bit darker." It's always this one's darker. A bit Every darker. Time, yeah. 
but in all reality, it th- they it have, is a bit darker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and this one definitely is taking the cake. Um, I think it's getting darker um, faster than it did with previous films. Because um, nothing, nothing's happy. We haven't seen any happy. That was the other thing. I was looking at MuggleNet today, and you know we have all these thumbnails on each news post, and the whole page, a whole homepage right now is covered in. Uh, Half Blood Prince news, so it's all Half Blood Prince pictures, and there's not one like joyous, happy photo that's been released. They're all, you know, dark photos. They got brownish tints to them because it's low lighting and the walls. What do you expect them to do? Be like, yay, Dumbledore died? No, but the we don't. Even- producers are depressed. <laughs> Maybe they are. Oh my god, we got two more films to go after this. Oh man. Maybe that's what they're thinking. Like. Slughorn's party, like that that's gonna be like purple and green and that's all good, but it just seems like everything's so dark. Dark. Well you know what's interesting about that? Wasn't it I don't know, I think it was Emma Watson who said in an interview that this movie was supposed to be a lot more comic than the previous one? Um pretty sure she did. And thus far I'm not seeing any comedy. Yeah. I don't know if they're saving it, but usually they don't. They usually take all the, the lame comic moments and throw them together in the trailer. Yeah. yeah. Well, also, there, there's there been that quote uh, floating around from David Heyman, I think it was, describing the film as it's more sex, drugs, rock, and roll-ish. Of course, there's no drugs or sex, but it's just more... I guess what he's trying to say, it, it was it's just darker and cooler, and maybe that also does include being funnier. I mean, you got to keep in mind this trailer. I I don't think it's supposed to be representative of the movie as a whole at all. I mean, it's very obvious they're just focusing on the darker side of this film. Well, I, I think hope they're that, trying I to hope the humor. It. I just hope the humor in this film is is a lot more. I don't know, not 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 as childish or forced as it is in some of the other films. I think. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't he follow the butterflies? Why couldn't uh, he said follow the butterflies? Or when, uh, yeah, the the I love magic thing. Like, there's always a corny moment. I just yeah. hope they shy that, away from that. That was Goblet, right? Yeah. yeah. When he goes in the tent. Okay, so it's a different director. So maybe I I haven't seen David Heyman or Gates hasn't done anything very corny, has he? I don't think so. No, I really can't think of anything. Honestly, I really appreciate Yates just because of what he's done for Ron's character. Mm-hmm. Well, what did he do for Ron? Well, Elaborate. Okay, well, you know how up until pretty much the fifth movie, Rom was constantly used for comic relief, and he always looked scared. And mm-hmm. in every promotional photo, he looked like he was about to wet his pants. And yeah. now, Order of the Phoenix comes out, and suddenly Ron is, I think, a more believable character. They're not just using him for comic relief. It just felt like they were using the fact that he was such a direct contrast to Hermione from the books, and just taking that to the full extreme. And giving him all the corny lines and making him the laugh material. So, so you're saying David Yates gave Ron some uh, fortitude. Yes. I like how he, uh, Ron's always sleeveless now in these films, like when oh, he's sleeping geez. and stuff. He's, <laughs> he's all you know. We can see his all his arm, his his full arm. Well, that's just, that's just so. That's just so. When Laura goes to the movie, she can be like, "Oh my god, he has the shirt <laughs> off! Oh my god!" I guess that's, that's the sex they're talking about. More skin yeah. bared than ever. That, that, that would have been Goblet of Fire. With, uh... Oh, yeah, with, yeah. But yeah, then again, Dan, Dan was like 13 then, so. <laughs> yeah. 
14, 15, don't, I know, you're, someone's going to correct me. Yeah, <laughs> just just wait till <laughs> DH. DH is going to be naked all the time. Mm. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all this might film the whole movie naked. <laughs> um, did anything stand out me. that was really different or really similar to the book? Did anyone the title, else? The title at the beginning was Ooh, really good. Yeah. No, but just like the scene with um, McGonagall, she's like addressing all the students, it seems. Um, does anyone know what that is? What's going on? It looked like they were all milling around her. I didn't really notice that she was making an announcement. Yeah. I mean, it didn't look like she was that she was directing anything towards them. I think it just looked like she was walking down a crowded corridor. Well, she's talking too. If you if you watch it, she is opening her mouth and she's re- she's holding a piece of paper and saying something. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I don't know, it's a stumper. Um, uh, but that was kind of a cool shot cuz it's hard to notice McGonagall at first unless you're actually looking at the very bottom. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't even notice she was there until you just said that. Really? <laughs> Did I, honestly? Let's see what you learn when you podcast. Um, what? Uh, did anyone notice anything else that's very similar or anything? Well, I mean, I don't know about similarities, but I mean, obviously, different. you have the orphanage scene, um, and I just think the orphanage looks fantastic. Yeah, it really does. And we were talking about this. I did notice it kind of had a similar style to the Department of Mysteries with the dark um, brick. The very uniform dark brick, you mean? Yes. Mikey B is joining us now, by the way. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Another one is SoCal's finest. (laughs) (laughs) So, guys, I'm sorry to distract. I'm calling from work. I'm actually working right now. No way. Yeah. Right now, I'm working on Jack... Jack Black footage. Oh, what a show off! You're such a show off. Yeah, get him uh, out of here. <laughs> no, just uh, bye, uh, bye, guys. No. Mikey, can we have your uh, thoughts about the trailer? Real quick? Oh, yeah, no, I love the trailer, dude. Um, well, it was pretty. You know, I, I saw it at first on the MSN, the little one. Yeah. And uh, I, I honestly, I wasn't that impressed watching the little one. And then last night, I watched the 1080p one and. I felt better about it. Yeah. Hey, hey, here's something I could talk about with you that nobody else will really be able to appreciate. Those titles during the trailer are so bad. Well, you know, yeah, like, so, those titles during the trailer, like, I went back after watching it on the MSN, because I was totally kind of underwhelmed. I was like, yeah, that's kind of cool, but, you know, it's creative editing. You know, I'm kind of jaded more and more with editing every day now that I'm working every day Mm. on a television show and stuff. But when I looked back at the, you know, Order of the Phoenix trailer, versus the Half-Blood Prince one, Order of the Phoenix looks way more polished, and the titles look super crisp. It's the well, gold yeah. with the texture. The, the, but the title is well, so go to last the movie minute. To see the titles. No, no but, but again, it's, 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 but it's a style thing. And, and you know, the, the titles came up, like, you know, just a generic background. It looked kind of like a soupy, you know, type of background. It was all blue and dark and, you know, scary looking. But when I actually looked at the titles, like, frame by frame, because, of course, I would do something that ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, it, the titles are just as finished as War of the Phoenix and all the other films. It's they added this weird outline to them, and it just looks really amateurish, like something like right out of, like... I would do that. Movie or something. Right yeah, out of an Andrew, Andrew Sims video. And, and I love Andrew, but, you know, I don't want him editing the Harry Potter movies. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just the... Yeah, I, 
it, we don't have to get into it because it's just it's not up to WB standards, and it looks like an amateur trailer. And we've seen so many fake trailers floating. Or I've seen so like if you go on YouTube and search for Half Blood Prince trailer, people make these fakes, and these titles look like they're you know. The yeah, fake they ones. look like they so, look like the fake trailer titles. And yeah. It, it, so, so are you saying this might be a hoax by WB? That we still don't have the real trailer. <laughs> That's what you're saying, isn't it? Exactly. Well, truthfully, truthfully, me and Andrew, since we live so close together, we actually. Went Maybe. down to the studio, filmed a bunch of footage, and that's this trailer everyone's been watching was cut together on my computer. That's that's what it is, guys. There he is, showing off again. What a show! I, I'm giving it. I'm giving, <laughs> you know, I'm giving it up now, saying, "Sorry, guys, I lied to all of you." But I wanted something new, and there you go. Hope you like the trailer. All right. Well, and just so everyone knows, I didn't really cut it, so don't be like, "Mikey, cut it!" I, I didn't. All right. Well, thank you, Mikey, for checking in with us. I, I could stay for a while. I'm oh, like, okay. Fucking, all right. Well, then I might just have to. Zone Andrew, out Andrew trying to kick Mikey out. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> yes, ben, ben Mike, are we going to let Mike, him? You're still welcome us? here. Mike, ben, I love we here. talked last night. It was like, yeah, Ben, what's up? Yeah, I was all like a two second. I am Chad. All right, yeah, so let's move along now. Um, all right, we talked about the trailer having different feel to it. Let's talk a little more about Michael Gambon again because he really does. Um, he's really featured in this trailer. Was everyone actually? I heard a lot of complaints about um, people weren't happy with how he looked uh, in the flashbacks. The younger Dumbledore. Uh, would anyone agree with that? Not up to par? How he should look? I, I, what's wrong with it? Well, people just said he looked... I don't know. I, I, think, maybe, I think he looks darker than he should. Like I'm, When I looked at it, I liked the way he looks. And it definitely helps set a tone. And the fact that like the way he lit the you know dresser on fire, it's super kind of dark, and like that's the whole mood they're going for. So I'm wondering if that's creative editing. But the Dumbledore in the book and everything to me was like, you know, he, he's kind of you know he's kind of you know he's Dumbledore, he, you know, odd Twigman, you know, everything. He's goofy, and yeah. this one seemed really dark, and even like his hair, which had like a tinge of gray, and it looked black, it looked dirty almost. Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed really darker than. The Dumbledore I like, but you know, it's Michael Gambon. What can I say? It's I, I think a lot of people were also comparing it to the Richard Harris, young version of Richard Harris, um, where he had the short beard and it was still white hair, I think. I mean, it was a black and white flashback, so we didn't really know, but... Um, yeah, you know, they might have... It might have been beneficial for them to try and mirror that a bit more as opposed to going in a different direction. I don't know. I mean, I guess they're figuring that most people won't notice the discrepancy there, but I don't know. It would have been nice. Anyway, Mikey, you were talking about you think uh, Michael Gammon's redeeming himself. Why? Because we saw 30 seconds of him act. <laughs> no, but it does <laughs> make Which all the more than he's though. acted in the last couple of films, so... <laughs> oh, oh, Micah. Well, no, no, no. He's kind of telling the truth, though, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah. The, the, the whole look of it doesn't bother me at all. I don't, I don't understand what people are getting upset about. I think, you know, the flashback scene is fine, but uh, he just seems a little bit more at ease with his role in this movie as opposed to movies that he's done previously, in my opinion. And, yeah, I understand it's 30 seconds, but just those 30 seconds, he seems a lot more serious. I, I don't know... In, in terms of the role that he's playing, I mentioned before the scene in Goblet of Fire, or you know, Laura mentioned in Order of the Phoenix when he comes out and tells everybody to go do their schoolwork. 
that's not Dumbledore in terms of how he's portrayed in the books. He would never do something like that. This Dumbledore seems a lot more calmer, a lot more Richard Harris-like than I think mm, we've seen yes, in the past. Exactly. Ah, well, do you think it had, had anything to do with the screenwriter? Could be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, wouldn't it have to do with the... I just, I, I just think the sound in his voice is so different, especially in the beginning, and that's what really made the difference for me. So I almost wonder if it's David Yates saying to him, look... Act a little lighter. Be a little chippier. Well, you know what I read? I read, um, actually, I think it was after The Order of the Phoenix came out, that um, Michael Gambon hadn't read any of the books when he started filming, when he took over from Richard Harris. Right. He hadn't read any of them. And, I mean, I agree with Micah. I think you can tell. I I didn't like Michael Gambon as Dumbledore, not at all. I mean, Richard Harris aside, I just didn't think he portrayed him very well. But... Um, he did say, I, think, I can't remember when I read it, I think it was a few weeks ago, that he actually read Half-Blood Prince. And I think that probably plays a huge role. I mean, I think you can tell. I agree with you, Andrew. Like, in his voice, I, I, I feel like it's more more solemn almost. And mm-hmm. he always had a very calm, easy way about him, even when, no matter what his emotion was, happy or sad or depressed, he was always sort of very stable. And you can hear that in his voice, even in the, you know, 20 seconds of the trailer or whatever. Yeah. No, no, hold on a second. Where did, uh, where did you hear that he read book six? Did, did anybody else hear that? I feel like I did. We have to look into that, though, because, I mean, that is really important. That, that, that's a big yeah, deal, that yeah. Be, that would be yeah. interesting. if he had That would be huge if he actually read a Harry Potter book and decided to act like, you know, the Dumbledore from the book. I, I feel I feel like it would, would have been made, made a bigger deal is the only thing. I feel because, like it, you know, know everyone he, bashed him so much. Yeah, I don't know if he read the whole thing, but I know that um, I don't think it was he that said it. I think it was actually Daniel Radcliffe was like, was like you know, well, for the Slughorn scene where they go and they try and get Slughorn to teach that they were actually referencing parts of the book, that he and Gambin were together referencing parts of the book. Mm. So I don't know if you read it like, cover to cover, but... We should find out. He, said part, he at least said parts of it. Yeah, I'll, I'll look for that. We, um, we, we should call him up. You, you could also blame it on the um, director, because you know what would it take to just give him... Surely somebody must have told him about Dumbledore before they couldn't have just handed him the script and said, Go. I think somebody would have to explain to him who Dumbledore is. Or you could get it through reading the script, you know? Yeah. Right, and I mean, also, there were two other movies to work off of as well. I mean, not to say that he should have taken Richard Harris's portrayal and tried to copy it, but, I mean, I think he saw those and he read the script, and not that that is preferable to reading the books, but I don't see that reading those things would give him a bad portrayal of Dumbledore. I think there are valid points brought up with some of the lines he was given, but I think we need to remember that he didn't write the script. Someone else did, so that's not really his fault, and I think he takes a lot of crap off people for that. Let's talk about the good parts of Dumbledore. (laughs) A little more. (laughs) The scene in the cave that there's a couple quick clips of, how amazing does that look? Him he just, oh, he's yeah, just throwing fire that fire. Man. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think of what he's standing on? Because it looks like ice, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I went back and actually looked frame by frame to see if I could find Harry. It, he, he's, on the, he's on an island, definitely. Like, right, but why is it ice? That's what I don't get. 
No, it's not ice. It's not ice. Here, hold on. I have the. Tra- I happen to have downloaded the trailer. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. One minute, eight seconds. It's okay. just and on what the frame set, is that? What frame is that on our on our wonderful image view? Hold on, I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look it up. Uh, oh, well, didn't point wasn't seven the cave described to have stalactites and stalagmites and all that kind yeah. of stuff in it? So oh. maybe that's what it is. Yeah, if you look, if you look, go a little bit forward more towards uh, the end of one minute eight seconds, yeah. Andrew, mm-hmm. and you come from the high angle looking down on Dumbledore right. where it flips flops, you can really see that there's like rocks and pebbles and other things. And I think the view we're looking at before when it looks like ice and blocks and stuff like that, I think that's just because it's it might not even be like a green color to like accent the. Uh, you know the the locket uh, pool, but what happens is the fire is just so bright and it looks like ice now. Yeah, no, sure. I'm, I don't know, Mikey. That looks a lot like ice. I think I see. It, it does, like but there's melts. also. But if but if you look, I see. I'm looking at the high res version. If you look towards the center, about maybe an inch oh, down. Sorry, 1080p version. I, I was looking of, at the low res version. <laughs> Of Dumbledore, you can see a green tint on the ground still, and when you flip it over to the other way, you definitely see a darker colors and darker colors of uh, of the ground, and you can see you know the darker colors, and some of the stuff that looks like ice now has a pigment. You're probably right. You're probably right. I'm I'm sorry. Like I and I went through and looked through this whole thing when I should have been working, and luckily no one can hear me through my door. You know, uh, first person to report Mikey to his boss. Uh, Never mind. You know, you can actually see Dumbledore's boats. I realize now that I'm going back and forth through it at 108, where there's that high shot going down. If you look over his left shoulder, you can see something tall sticking up, and it's actually connected to the boat, um, which is kind of cool. Yep. You know, what stuck out to me, honestly, um, and I actually just scrambled to find the page. Um, I, what stuck out to me was the description in the book on page 576 in the American version, and talking about like, that scene, and he says, His wand was raised like a torch, and from its tip emanated the flames like a vast lasso, encircling them all with warmth. And when I saw that scene, I was just so incredibly excited that they had actually captured that. Yeah. Like the lasso sort of thing. You see Dumbledore with his wand like sort of circling it around his head. And then like it's exactly like it describes in the book. Yeah, they really have. I just hope there's no like corny sound effects during the scene. Because like that was part part of what ruined Order of the Phoenix for me at the end. Just the stupid little noises that they had inserted. Um, but yeah, this just looks so, so good. Awesome. Yeah, I love it. Still can't see Dumbledore's black. Well, actually, that one shot you can see both hands, but neither of his hands look black. So I guess they haven't done well, that yet. There are those two small clips too of him putting the ring on. Yeah, they're really quick. Um, what else? I loved how there were the quick shots of Voldemort in between the shots of Young Tom. It was just so well done. The presentation of this trailer. It was so. Um, it, oh, it took him so long. Yeah, it may be. <laughs> I mean, because what happens is they raise you up with this, you know, I can see snakes and then, or I can talk to snakes, and then they just drop you with that boom um, when he says something. I can't remember what he says, but just really um, well done. Anything else you guys want to talk about with the um, initial thoughts about the trailer. Anything else? We're going to take calls after we uh, go to break. But is there anything else you guys want to uh, discuss? 
I just wanted to say that I think it did a really good job of appealing to both the fans who have read the books and those who hadn't, um, just because talking to a lot of my friends in Baltimore who haven't read the books, um, they were saying that the first time they felt like they actually knew what was going on from the trailer, from watching Yeah. And, like, you were saying with, like, the flashes of Voldemort's face, like, over top of young Tom Riddle, they, they were watching the trailer up until that point, and then they were thinking, well, who is this kid? And then at that moment, of course, it sunk in. So I feel like they did a really nice job of sort of appealing to those who just see the movies, and at the same time, and obviously with the, you know, fire scene and everything else, really appeasing the hardcore fans. Yeah. Now, I, I just have a quick question for Andrew. Do, do you think that the trailer would have been this well-received? Do, do you think that the hype has something to do with, with how long they made us wait? Or do you think it's really just that good? I think it's really just that good just because of how they did this trailer. Because it, it feels, I really think it feels a lot different than teaser trailers that they've uh, released in the past. And... Um, after the trailer came out, I couldn't help but feel a little depressed that, like, all the anticipation was over, but then I watched it a couple more times, and I was like, yeah, this is sweet. I don't know, what, now, what do you now, think Now we that? can't gripe about it anymore. Did, did you no, think now it was... we have nothing to whine about. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, now, now, we, now we get to bitch and moan about the theatrical trailer. So. Yeah. See, now, when is that going to come out? That really... I don't know. Let's start some movie rumors really, now. Yeah. What about the one that was part of the IMAX one? Did you guys talk about that at all? Yeah, I, I've it, been out. it was terrible. Yeah. Basically nothing. Yeah, it was, like it, I liked the line, and I thought that was kind of cool. Like it was like all mysterious, but it was just kind of like totally lacking. Like why would you put something like that before one of the biggest, the biggest movie opening of all time so far? Yeah, I just I, I, I was show I was so disappointed by that. It was just ridiculous. Yeah. Do you think so you guys think it's gonna beat the Dark Knight? No. <laughs> no mice? Uh, yeah. kidding. No. Come on, Potter fans. Let's start a rally. Let's do Yay. it. Everybody go see the movie ten times. I'm really the keen theaters. on starting... Opening, ten times opening weekend, and <laughs> to have all your friends go with you. I'm going to predict right now that the theatrical trailer will be released with... Um, I call Clone Wars. Dude, that's like two weeks away. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, Mikey, you going with a bold call. Well, I mean, we're already into August, right? How? Yeah. You think like how late, long do you late need? September, early October. Yeah. High School Musical three, done. Oh God! No. Oh geez. That's it. I that's will one, not go see that. Movie, that's one so. month. Before. Andrew will be at the midnight release. That's one. <laughs> Andrew, I'll be, I'll, Andrew, 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 we'll, we'll go see it together. We'll go already, see it at the midnight release. I already, I already have my my uh, tip tickets booked for uh for that for that film. Oh. What, high School Musical? Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh. Here's one of my favorite songs. Turn that off. time. It's time for a trailer. What time's it? Time for a trailer. I don't know. Maybe. I'm putting my money down on High School Musical 3. Either that or um, the Chihuahua movie. Beverly Hills Chihuahua with the worst trailer ever made. Yeah. Chihuahua. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, That's yeah. We terrible. all together. <laughs> Yeah. All about died. Anyway. Um. Other t- other trailer things to talk about. Anyone? Ben, how about you? I mean, d- d- well, I'll ask everyone. Do you think it lived up to the hype in the long wait? Do you think WB made it any different because of the wait, or what? I, I don't think. I don't think so. I mean, 
Do you think they were still working on this? Do you think that this was like at the 11th hour, their editors just finished it? And they're like, yes, tomorrow we can do it. <laughs> the 11th you know? hour. Well, no. I think it's been ready for a while. I think they just didn't know when to release it. You think they were just trying like to... Perhaps they have, they have someone different who's in charge of marketing now or something, and they decided to stall on releasing the trailer. Maybe. I just think, well, because there were so many different rumors for this trailer, and so many strong rumors, and that's why I think that they actually didn't know what movie they were going to release it with. And our initial initial Mummy rumors, and it is coming out with The Mummy uh, on uh, Friday, our initial Mummy rumors said that Universal really wanted the trailer with The Mummy, because The Mummy, they're, they're, they're thinking it's not going to do well in theaters, so... They wanted the Half Blood Prince teaser to boost ticket sales, and I think that uh, that makes sense. I'm not a Mummy fan. <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna go see it though? Are you gonna go see the trailer in theaters just to get a? I may see it. I may plan it right so I can just hop in, see the trailer, and then go to Batman. Oh, that's illegal, Andrew. That's illegal. <laughs> Is it illegal? Is there actually a law? I mean, yeah. I know they don't you want you to do you it. You have to have a ticket. You have to have a ticket to enter the theater, man. Yeah, you can't true. just. I do have a ticket. Just stroll up in there. I do have I know, a ticket. You, I just, you don't have a ticket to the mummy. You have I a accidentally to walked night. into the wrong theater. Oh, I see. Yeah. I thought I was going to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and I saw a video and I just couldn't leave. Um, wow. So, did, did how about everyone else? Did you guys think it was worth the wait? Are you sat? Does everyone feel satisfied now? I feel really satisfied, mostly really? because it's completely Grow up, not ben. what I expected. <laughs> ben, shut up. Oh, no, no, just like I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Nah. Hey, I'm sorry. Grow up. <laughs> um, anyway, no. Um, it's really not what I expected mm-hmm. from them. I mean, typically these teaser trailers, you know. I was kind of expecting something along the lines of the Goblet of Fire teaser trailer, where they spent half of it using old footage of the kids, you know. And I was really pleased to see that the whole thing was new footage, because um, I wasn't quite expecting that. Mm-hmm. So they always seem to throw in a flashback somewhere. Well, it's funny. Well, they they the, the shots of Voldemort more more blah, blah, Voldemort are flashbacks. Are they? Yeah. Well, they're at least edited to look they're, different. Yeah, they're used <laughs> properly. Um, Laura, I hate to break it to you, but most of the trailer is a flashback. Ooh. 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 Laura, you're dumb. <laughs> well, there's also very quick flashes um, around Ginny. Now, and there, there are three separate flashes, and there are three separate frames. And there's an article on uh, Rotten Tomatoes trying to figure out where that scene is. And somebody suggested it was from the Astronomy Tower. Is at 107. There's a blue flash, but then someone in the comments said it was actually from the graveyard scene in Goblet of Fire, and it's one frame, so like you can't really tell what on earth is going on. Um, it looks like it's outside. I don't think it looks like the graveyard tower to me, but it is. They always love to embed little old clips in these trailers, and I. Oh, you know what? It does look like it, and. Do you see that? What yeah. it looks like? What the astronomy tower or? It looks like the graveyard. Do you think so? Because I can't figure out, like... Well, oh, you know what? It, it, I can see how it could look like both, because there's, you know... I mean, it's really blurry, but I wonder if this is where Dumbledore gets thrown off the tower. Because mm-hmm. it's it's a green curse, and then you see sky, and there's, like... It looks like it's hitting a body. And it almost right. looks exactly like it did when they hit Cedric with it in Goblet of Fire. Yeah. 
Cedric. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it it does look like it could be from Goblet. Um, oh, that, that would be cheap. They don't even give us what, real. What, what flash are you talking about? It's at one oh seven. It's not exactly one oh seven. It, it's after. It's one frame. Like even if you you have to go frame by frame because even if you scroll through this trailer, um, see, because you see something in the background on the left. That's the clearest thing you can make out, and I just don't know. That doesn't doesn't look like the graveyard scene to me, and that's why I'm confused. It almost looks like the Mirror of Erised, but can't. So, so you're saying that they took a, a shot from Goblet and put it in this trailer? Yeah, they did it with Order of Phoenix too. They took the graveyard scenes. That's that, lame. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> it looks like buildings to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, it looks like buildings like in the left and center, and that, then there's like all that in the center that's going on with the super white light. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 weird. It, it this is gonna sound really weird, but on the left where the hand is, that it kind of looks like is sticking out there. It looks like Mewtwo from Pokemon. It looks like Mewtwo's hand. <laughs> it does. You. What? I'm not. Even, I'm not even gonna respond because I have so much I can refer to Star Wars on this. Just because you bring up Pokemon, really? Well, but it's real quick, and I'm already done. And now you're the one yeah. dwelling on it, so joke's on you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, all right. It looks like buildings. It looks like buildings. It's almost time to take a break, and uh, we will be taking calls after the break, um, and we got a couple other things to get to. Does uh, anyone have anything else to say about it um, before we go to break? Is anybody Was anybody disappointed in anything? The only... The only thing I'll say, and I brought this up before, and I know we kind of mentioned that the Half-Blood Prince was a subplot, but I think nothing focusing on Snape at all in, in this trailer is a little bit disappointing. Uh, I don't I don't think so, just because no one knew who the Half-Blood Prince was when before the book came out, and I think at the same time, they kind of almost want that same mystery where they're not like giving anything away before. It, 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 again, they're not really, you know, we, we know what happens. The book's out, but for the people that just follow the movies, they don't know who the Half Blood Prince is and what is you know what is the Half Blood Prince and now it's like all this Voldemort stuff, so they really don't know what's going to happen. And I yeah. think that's what I loved about Half Blood Prince, where so much happens and you know, it's I'm just saying, as a red Harry Potter, yeah, or like at least like know the plot from the movies, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm just hoping that they did that character justice because they haven't done him justice throughout the first five movies. You know, you know what, truthfully, they might have actually waited on this just because since the seventh book has come out, you know, and Snape is such a big role, they probably, they may have reworked some stuff with him to make him give him that much more justice because he's such a huge role in the seventh movie. And book, yeah. I guess, you say, because it is a book. There's a new film with Alan Rickman uh, coming out and I saw the trailer for it in front of Mamma Mia. Uh, does anyone know about this? I'm gonna look it up real quick. But he's like, you he, saw Mama Mia. Yeah, it was the worst film of all time, in a funny way. Really? <laughs> wait, wait. Didn't I tell you that when we were watching uh, Batman? You're like, I want to see it, and we're like, no, please don't. I still, well, I still wanted to see. It, it was fun, but it sucked. So it's this movie called uh, Bottle Shock, and he plays this guy who comes over from the UK in like something about tea or something. And Alan Rickman, I love him. He's an awesome actor. But in every role, lately at least, it just screams Snape. Like, just the way he talks. 
very slowly and putting it this way. Well, you know even I mean? uh, Jim Dale said he took Snape's—I mean, he took Snape's voice from Alan Rickman when he did the audiobooks, and this was what probably before uh, Alan Rickman had gotten the role, right? Because Jim Dale said they were friends. Crazy. Yeah. So. Uh, so, before we go to break, um, Alex Carpenter wanted to get in here with his thoughts. He has a big uh, Wizard Rock show coming up in uh, just about, let's see, what time is it now? 8 o'clock, um, so uh, coming up in an hour or so. We're going to give him a call. He may be very nervous before the, you know, the pre-show nerves. Um, you know, Ben and I, we never experienced that on tour, or Mikey, because we're just naturals. But, you know, Alex can get a little nervous. So, we're going to give him a call. He's actually touring on the East Coast right now. Ooh, he better answer. Does he know uh, who he's dealing with? I made we made him who he is. Hey, it's Alex. Sorry, Mr. Cox. Oh, that's real cool. Oh, real cool, Alex. Do as I can. Thanks. Have an awesome day. Have an awesome day. Have an awesome. Have an awesome day. this person. Press five now. What a jerk! I texted him earlier. I said, "Hey." Hey. We're doing a show. I texted you an hour ago. I said, you want to... Sure, oh, come on. Just call me before nine, because that's what I'm going... I give you a call. Straight to voicemail. The, the ignore button. No, that, that was the ignore button. button. That wasn't even... That wasn't even voicemail. Oh, that, right. It rang twice. We got the ignore button. What a jerk. You know what? Sam Friedman's be- with him right now. I bet I bet she's behind this. Jerk. All right, well, call us back if you want. Don't say her name. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) Sam's not a jerk. Okay. Call call her. Call her. Oh, yeah. That's that's a good idea. All right, so we'll call her. Demand that we speak with Alex immediately. We'll pretend like it's of great importance. (sighs) Somebody filled the time. Where is he on the East Coast? He's in, uh, I want to say, Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, Laura, let's sing Green Day songs. Do you have the time (laughs) to listen to me? Oh my gosh. This is like, do you remember when we used to have those um, those big debates about follow up? Please enjoy the music while your party is reached. Oh yeah. She's the only one I got. Hello? Hey, uh, this is Andrew. What's up? Why did you come up on... What the hell is going on? I, n- nothing. Is Alex there? Are you with Who's Alex? Swearing, I'll be with Alex in a few minutes. Why was that? I need to no, talk to him it. now. This is urgent. This is urgent. You need what? Alex. Need him. I tried calling him. He didn't okay. answer. Okay, I'll have him call you as soon as I get back to the place. It'll be like 10 minutes, okay? Oh, forget it. Forget That's it. right now. Right now. We're doing MuggleCast Live right now, and he said he would come on and talk about his trailer thoughts, and I oh, called shit. him. Well, he's, straight to he's warming up for his show. Oh, uh, whatever. Oh. Whatever. I'm just kidding. I'm Nobody just kidding. warms up for Wizard Rock. <laughs> is that bad? What the hell's going on? All right. Nothing. You don't nothing. even know. Thank you. you Thank you, Sam. Okay, Thank you, Sam. Bye-bye. That was Sam Friedman. All right. So we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be taking your calls. Um, we have a little announcement about a uh, little charity effort we're doing with the live show today. And uh, much more. Mikey, are you going to stick around, or what's the deal? Mikey, stay. I think Mikey already left. Oh. No, his you know what? He, told him. Me he had work to do. Oh, so he just ooh, left. Ooh, I okay. think his boss walked in. These people, the dedication 
has dropped to the show. I'm very disappointed. From Mikey and Alex. You guys are great. Anyway, all right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be taking your calls, playing Spy on Sports, baby, and much more. This is MuggleCast Live. We'll be back in just a few minutes. I just want to say, whoever put that playlist together should be given an award. Oh, that was me, Ben. Ah, oh, never would have guessed. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, welcome back, everyone. We have a lot of things to get to uh, in the second half of the show. We're going to be taking your calls in a minute, so don't start calling yet, please. Um, first of all... We're kicking off a new little charity thing here on uh, MuggleCast starting um, today, actually. We're starting it um, today. with this live show. Actually. Okay, i got to stop bringing up Ustream because it does that. Um, Teddy Bears for Hope. Uh, Micah, can you explain this a little bit to the audience, please? Micah Tannenbaum. Oh. Micah Tannenbaum, you there? I'm Mike, here, Andrew. Micah Tannenbaum is not here. We'll get to it in a minute. Visit MuggleCast.com. Go click on the banner at the top that says Teddy Bears for Hope. What we're doing is we're trying to raise money uh, to send out teddy bears to um, people who are going through tough situations right now. It's this charity effort uh, that's uh, it's a friend of Micah's. Uh, we're looking for $5 donations from each person because it's $5 um, a teddy bear. Isn't that right, Micah? He tells me he's back, and oh, he dropped from the Skype conversation. That's yeah. what happened. Ah, I'm good at this live thing. Micah, can you explain Teddy Bears for Hope briefly? I, I went through it all, but um, do you want to explain it a little bit more? Sure. Um, basically, we had been talking about doing some kind of charitable effort on this show for a pretty long time, and uh, we just couldn't figure out what to do, and came across this nonprofit organization called Teddy Bears for Hope. And really what they do is they provide brand new teddy bears to children around the world whose lives have been ravaged by tragedy. And uh, you know, and one of the areas, of course, that, that would come to mind in this country is down in New Orleans. I actually just came from there, as Andrew, you mentioned earlier on the show. And you know, some of the victims of Hurricane Katrina are, in fact, children. And what we were, what we were thinking of doing was putting up a poll on the site and seeing where our listeners thought these teddy bears would be able to go. And um, there is a link, I believe, that you created, Andrew, with a banner on MogoCast.com. People can go over. They can click on it. Yes. They can read a little bit about the nonprofit organization. They can check out the nonprofit organization's website. And there's a donate button that's located on this page, and you can give as little or as much as you want. Um, there's no set amount. We just want to try and help out in any way we can. And then, of course, once it's voted on where these bears are going to be going, we will, of course, follow through and let the listeners know. We'll get pictures and all that kind of thing and, and post them up on the site. But this is our chance to give back. 
you know, the fandom as a whole has always been so good about rallying around important causes. You know, I mentioned New Orleans. We don't have to do it with New Orleans. We could do it with New Orleans and another place. It really doesn't matter. Uh, we can we can spread it out. But this is really just a great opportunity for us to, to give something back. Sure. So. All right, and uh, that's going to be going on for the next uh, three weeks. We're going to be trying to raise money, so um, and if it's a good success, we'll keep it going even longer. I mean, why not? So we'll keep you updated on MuggleCast. Um, switching gears now, Alex is ready. He's done his practicing, and uh, he wants to call in. So I'm going to give him a call now. If you don't know, Alex is the leader of the Remus Lupins, a very popular wizard rock band. They're my favorite, personally. I think they're excellent. Now, if he doesn't answer this time, I'm I'm boycotting his music. Burn all his albums. <laughs> Jerk. Maybe. Hey, it's Alex. Sorry. This is a joke. Okay, oh. well, he had his chance. He had his chance. Like- yeah, calling back as soon as I can. Um, before we get to anything else, um, I'd like to comment on a uh, recent headline in the news. Yesterday, um, there was what many are calling a natural disaster. It's about quarter of noon yesterday. Oh, Tuesday you, you, you make me sick. <laughs> and um, I was stepping out of the shower, minding my own business. <laughs> and I opened the bathroom door. Things are great. It's another beautiful day. Trailer coming out this evening. And I notice the ceiling begins to shake. And I think to myself, geez, the neighbors up there are being noisy. And before I know it, the walls begin to shake as well. And little did I know I was in an earthquake. And I just want to let everyone know I am okay. I know a lot of people were worried. They may have saw my Twitter or my Facebook. I am okay. Mikey's also a survivor of the earthquake. Did you survive, Mikey? I don't know. He's he working. didn't. He didn't. <laughs> I don't think he made it. <laughs> uh, but um, it's okay. We made it through. I just wanted to update everyone on that uh, situation. Hope nobody minded. Uh, oh, I was just. It was very sad. Well, it, it was. It was so funny. I was. I was sitting on, on the computer yesterday. I wasn't actually sitting on the computer. I was sitting at the computer. <laughs> I was gonna say. But. Yesterday it was about it was in the afternoon and Andrew comes to me online and he says OMG 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 and I, was like, I said what and then he signed off and then he came back and he said there was there was an earthquake I was like what no way and then uh, then I called his parents of course and made sure they knew that Andrew was okay yeah I took the liberty I remember that. Andrew I Andrew I am me he's like Mikey did you feel that. And then Mikey starts busting out all this data. He's like, <laughs> yeah, he like, linked it me. It felt like a five point six. It felt like a five point six. But you anyway. know, guys, when you live with earthquakes all the time, you just go to USGS. You know, the, the globe. You know, they check everything. The instance there. The best part, though, Ben, you don't know, is me and Andrew were talking, and we're like, did you just feel that? We felt an aftershock at the exact same time. Well, earthquakes are amazing because Mikey and I. Um, he was at work yesterday, and it's like a half hour from where. Uh, we live at in uh, Placentia, and the like. You know, the moment he feels the aftershock, I feel too. And it's just surreal to think something under the earth is shaking the ground where we can actually feel it at the same time. Haven't you seen the movie Tremors? No, it's just surreal to me. 
I, I own the Tremors uh, four pack with all the movies. It's pretty amazing, Ben. You should come by and we can watch all four of them. Yeah, <laughs> we can cuddle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, we're gonna take ter- uh, we're gonna start taking your calls now. I just want to lay a couple ground rules first. Uh, we did this last time and it worked out very well, so we're gonna do it again. No shoutouts, please. Um, you know, it's great that you know you want to shout out to your friends, but please don't do it. It shows slows the showdown. No pickle pack. Um, I saw it in the chat. Uh, there's like a taco cast or something. Here. No taco references. Uh, no Twilight references, even though uh, TwilightSource.com is a great website for all your Twilight needs. And uh, mute your stream while you call. Do not have the stream of the show up while you place your call because then we're just going to hear it and it's going to sound bad. Everyone's going to hear it. But Andrew, then I can't hear myself. Well, just have it low and be prepared to turn down the moment I answer your call. And you'll get hung up on. Yes. Have a question prepared before you call, please. Some people used to call and like, oh, I don't know. I, I forget what I was going to say. Have a, person, I have a question prepared. Wait, I like the people that want to call and just say like, so how you guys doing? I'm like, I like that. It, it it, it makes but me it, feel special that it, people want to know how I'm doing. But it's ruining the pace of the <laughs> show. It's ruining the pace. But you know what? I like it when people want to know how I'm doing, Andrew. Okay, well, I, you I like know you're feel, I feel like someone cares, okay? I want to know that people care. But you know what? If you don't want people to know that, yeah, I care about everyone. Only call in once. Do not make repeated calls. It won't do any good. I'm not going to answer if I keep seeing you call. Or if you your call comes on and, you know, then... Uh, uh, you try to call back again. You only get one shot because everyone gets. You know, we're trying to give everyone a chance, and we are trying. You know, this is all just to avoid slowing the show down, as I said. All right. So, um, after being all mean with that, let's um start taking a couple calls right now. Hello, Colin. Hello. Hello, Colin. You're on MuggleCast Live. What's going on? Oh, awesome. Awesome. Totally. Twelve. Now I'm really oh. here. So so, what's going on? Got any questions? Um, what? He, he's cutting out, isn't he? Do, yeah, yeah, a little bit. It's, in, it's like slow. Do you have any questions, sir? Um, um I just rewatched the trailer, and I, I was thinking for a second. Doesn't uh, to me it gives every thought that like t- that to make people think that Voldemort is like the Half Blood Prince. It doesn't mention like any. Uh, Hmm. It doesn't mention any Half-Blood Prince Any Snape references, references or anything. Is that what you mean? Well, the title and then Tom Riddle, it would make you, like, someone who maybe hasn't read the books think that Tom Riddle's the Half-Blood Prince just from the title and... Yeah. Ah, but that is the trick, my friend. That is the trick. Yeah. And we were sort of talking yeah. about... Th- Go ahead. I know, you, I know you guys mentioned that earlier about how we didn't see any Snape, but it bugged me how it just... It's going to make all, like, the non-readers think that that is right. that Tom Riddle's but, the Half-Blood Prince. Yeah, yeah but that makes, that makes for a good movie. If they if they spend the entire movie thinking Tom Riddle's the Half-Blood Prince, mm-hmm. then when they find out what it really is, you know? Yeah, that's a, fair, that's a fair point, because if you think about it, we went into the book not having any idea, but people who haven't read the book are going to go into the movie with assumptions. So there is a slight difference. So. Mm-hmm. At the very least, I would say that... that's kind of the same. Alright, well, th- thank you, Colin. Michael, what, what were you going to say, Micah? Well, kind of going off what Colin was saying before, uh, at the very least, you know, throw the book in there. Throw the potions book in there. So uh, there's at least some tie to the title of the movie. Well, the potions book was in the very first Peter's... picture. What, yeah, Laura? but I'm... 
non-readers of the book aren't going to make the connection between the posts. Why does it matter? Well, my question is, why does it matter? Um, well, it doesn't necessarily doesn't. matter. It's just, it is kind of misleading, but especially, I guess because there is so much focus on to have, uh, on, on Tom Riddle, and then it says Half-Blood Prince, so you do assume. Hello? Alex Carpenter. There we go. I'm sorry. What's Super going on? It's a okay. Alex. 2006. <laughs> Uh, you're, hey, you're, buddy. you're preparing for a show. Hey, man. It is a hectic evening. We're in Providence and just setting up for a show, yeah. Are you excited for this show? You've been on tour for a while, haven't you? This is like show 9 million of this tour, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. So I s- for like almost two months. I assume you saw the trailer. Uh, what, what do you think of oh, it? Were you happy man. with it? Yeah. It is so awesome. Yeah. It's out of control. Yeah. I saw it. Well, I have to admit, I liked it better without audio. Like, I saw it on an iPhone without audio first. Yeah. And then I heard all the talking, and that was cool. <laughs> God, on Dumbledore, like, just being Gandalf with the fire all around him, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were saying that it's really true to the books, too. It actually it looks how it was actually described. Yeah, it's 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 pretty BA, yeah. I have to say. I'm, I'm excited to see how the whole thing is realized. Yeah. Um. But I'm sure they're going to cut out everyone's favorite part, because they always do. Which is but what? Whatever that is. I don't know. Every person is something different, but they always cut out everyone's favorite part of this. That's true. Has this trailer inspired you to write any new songs, perhaps? <laughs> like songs night, that you're going to sing right now? Um, <laughs> I, wish, I wish it had. <laughs> Funny about that trailer. Trailer oh. 2008. Oh, I love this, yeah. I'm I'm super excited that Bonnie Wright doesn't look like a little girl because it would be creepy. <laughs> Dan <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> so you could turn yeah. that into a full-fledged song. About that? What? I was concerned because she looked. She looked uh, like I, she was I, I totally was concerned. Yeah, she did look ridiculous. I agree. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Um, she gets attacked in this Good movie. Time. Poor girl. But uh, all right. Well, we'll let you go, Alex. Enjoy it. Did you scream like a little fangirl, perhaps? Oh, yes. Uh, you're talking about my video on YouTube? Oh, uh, I enjoyed it. I watched it a couple of times. Oh, yes. Kept me laughing on tour. Good. Excellent. <laughs> Anything to help you in the tour? Put right, it on. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll let you go. Thank you, Alex, for calling in. Have an awesome rest of your show. You too. Have a, have a good show, man. Good luck. I'm sure you'll do Thank fine. You. <laughs> you guys are great. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. All right. That, that was Alex Carpenter of the Remus Lupins. Good guy. I like that guy. Uh, let's take another call now, going with this boy street. Hello, Nick. No, boy, boy streak. Excuse me. Hello, Nick. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the show. Hi. All right. I have less of a question, but a comment. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. No, I love the books, and I don't really like the movies as much, but WB makes it so hard. Dumbledore is supposed to have auburn red hair when he goes to visit Tom Riddle. Ah, uh, yes. Harry's supposed to have green eyes. <laughs> but hair is much more obvious, yeah, see, Laura. Is it really that hard to make it those little details through the book? They just have to look at the book. But, I mean, do, does it really Yeah, happen? but also at the same time, Harry's not supposed to be Dan Radcliffe, you know, handsome. And Ron is not supposed to be the way... Like, these people are not... Yeah, we to all know Hermione's not really that hot. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, <laughs> at the same time, you know, they're trying to sell tickets, man. I, I totally agree with you on a lot of aspects, but it's movie making. It's magic. But he just looks stupid. I mean, 
like wouldn't if wouldn't it be so wouldn't it be so much cooler if he had red hair in the trailer? I mean, you would be like, wow, he looks so different. He would lo- look yeah, younger at the same time. He still has gotta, gray hair. I mean, but you got to remember though, at the same time, like people that don't read the books, will they know who that guy is with red hair? Will they? Like honestly, like yeah. oh, again, people oh, yeah, saying that's like, probably why. In, in fact, right, yeah, that's true. That's true. There you go. Like I'm at work. I had two people come to my office and I showed them the trailer, and they didn't know who that little kid was until the very end. <laughs> The Flash is Voldemort. Like, I knew who it was instantly when I saw him. I was like, dude, he looks like, you know, how he right. should be. Right. You know, these two people had no clue who he was. Like, who's that kid? Is that, like, Harry's brother or something? Like, they actually asked me that. And I'm just like, right. let's just watch. And it wasn't until the very end when they saw The Flash that they put two and two together. And, it, you know, I think a character like Dumbledore, because there's nothing to make it sound like Dumbledore, short of the name, and people sometimes miss audio, like in a movie. I, I think that's one of the reasons they can't change them that much. They can't, can't put a different actor in Gammon's place for that flashback scene. It kind of Just takes. Like they, right. didn't a, they didn't put a different character in Harris, you know, in Harris's place for the you know flashback scene when Tom Riddle was in school either. So it, it's you know it, it's movie making. There's a lot of decisions made for that. It also right. kind of takes away from the darkness, I think, because like you know that that whole scene is is very dark and then you know who's this younger Dumbledore with some red hair I mean <laughs> if you look at this scene there's basically two colors it's well three black white and gray it's just a very depleted scene and um, I mean just look at uh, even the doors it's just a dark green everything's just a dark color and um, I think it would take away from the the style the color style that they were going for right which is exactly the same as when they went back in the past in uh, Chamber of Secrets, it was like basically black and white. Right, exactly. Yeah. And it's too much of a distraction. Everyone's going to be like, why does he have red hair? What the, what the hell's going on? <laughs> so. Yeah, but again, I know it's not true to the book, but when you think of it like from a visual standpoint, yeah, you know, exactly. in our minds, we can, it, it can imagine this amazing thing, and truthfully, everything I imagine in my mind is probably about a hundred times better than what they do put on film, but at the same time, I still think some of the stuff they do is way cool. Mm-hmm. So, it, it's right. a visual, you know, it's a visual standpoint, what they can actually physically pull off, what they can do, and what makes sense for people that aren't reading the books. Because, again, that's a huge fan base for them. You know, this movie reaches out to... My parents don't read the books, but they go see all the movies. So, it, it's one of those things where you really have to think about who, how many people are going to go see this movie, yeah. you know, not just your core audience. All right. You're right, yeah. Thank you, Nick, for the call. Thank you. Oh. All right, thank you. Have an awesome day. I'm gonna start taking that. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that from uh from uh what's his face. No, I don't want to accept video. Hello, Lucas. Uh, um, hold on, I got a new stream. Thank you, sir. Okay. Um, am I the only one who thought that Dumbledore was gonna say that Voldemort was gay when he was like, "You're different like me." <laughs> 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 Not really. <laughs> I was no, but I no, think I'm gonna start uh, saying that. Like, I, I think I agree with you on that one, 100 percent. Now, Laura, there's no, flames. I, I, uh, uh, after mm. that, you're different, and then he sends up the flames. Yeah, maybe they're trying. And then he was something. like, "Prove it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> prove it." Uh. You know, the, the guy that's playing, you know, Dumbledore. There is like nine years old or eleven years old guys. It's kind of like wrong to think that. Yeah, you're right. Prove it. Dumbledore really, was only eleven. You have to say you have, Voldemort. You have to say that? Voldemort was only 11 in that scene? When you say prove it, that's just really wrong, guys. I, I don't know if I can stay on anymore. Okay, bye. Alright, yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, saying, like, don't, I don't, don't think of those bad things. That's bad to think that. Um, Alright, thank you, Lucas, for that. Take another call now. Hello, caller. 
Hello, caller. That's you. Uh, yeah, Monster oh. Hospital. Yeah, hi. Hello, Monster Hospital. All right. I heard the lag. All right. Just come back through. Yeah, we're gonna take another call. Hello, uh, caller. You're live. Hello, hello, Inger. Hello. Hi, hi. Welcome to the show. You, you hear me? Okay, hi. Yeah, hi. I'll just move my stream. Hi. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I just have some comments. First of all, it's uh, it's Joe's and Harry's birthday today. <gasps> That's right. At least. Happy birthday, Harry. Well, technically, where where, where do you live, man? Uh, Norway, also. Norway. Okay, yeah. See, yeah. us East Coasters still can't recognize it yet, technically, because it's not July thirty first. Yeah, I know. That's why I reminded you. <laughs> oh well, thank you. And uh, <laughs> you're welcome. And I was just thinking about um, the fire scene. Like um, Dumbledore looks really like uh, on the book cover, the British yes. cover. Oh just, yeah. It looks really similar. So if you just look up the picture on Google. The yeah, yeah, the UK cover she's talking about. Um, yeah, the UK. Yeah, I actually I noticed that too when I first, uh, well, not when I first saw it, but when I checked it out a couple times. That's really cool. I wonder if uh, they modeled it after the book cover, maybe. Although Harry's yeah, in the middle. The fire looks the same. It's the, like circle. Yeah. Are. The big difference, though, is that Harry's not in the middle. Um, also, I'm missing something. Yeah, and Dumbledore's not wearing glasses in the. F- <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, they've completely. I don't understand why that is. Yeah, does so anyone? They could just. Sorry. No. Yeah, basically, Inger's talking about the, how Dumbledore doesn't wear glasses anymore. What's up with that? Like that's, that's the easiest thing that can could do. He had laser eye surgery. Like, yeah. Laser eye surgery. Yeah, it's like magic. Doesn't need glasses anymore. Yeah. Um. That's, it's not that hard to just giving glasses, I think. Yeah, and I really like that about Dumbledore. That really gave him the studious, um, the wisdomish look, I thought. That contributed a lot to it. But Yeah, I know, and, and it looks a lot angrier on the cover. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, his face expression is pretty good at, in the trailer as well, I think. Yeah, definitely. So, I do think he's redeemed himself. Mm-hmm. A lot. And, um... I will redeem Something myself. Else. Yeah, the last line. It's from the book, isn't it? Um, what, uh, was that from the book? The last line. Was it from the book? Yes, did you know then? I think so. Hmm. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, it was. Like, did I, did you know that? Yeah, that's from the book. Oh. And, and Voldemort at the end, when, uh, uh I understand that people who don't, like, read Harry Potter and are obsessed like us, uh, that they wouldn't understand that it's young, uh, Voldemort we're seeing. But I mean, it's just—it just looks so extremely silly. Like it's coming from a corner, just saying "boo." Yeah. I think it's just—I don't like that. But um, it's okay. I didn't it's, like it in the Order of the Phoenix movie either. So I thought it was kind of cool. Boom. Where did you <laughs> so say you're from, by the way? Talking about the flashes. Norway. She's from Norway. Yeah, Andrew, I met you in London. Jamie gave me tickets for for the show. Oh, awesome! Our big uh, Deathly Hallows release show. Yeah, I know. Sweet. Well, Inger, thank you. We're going to take some other calls now. Great points you brought up. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, from Norway. Isn't it crazy to think about that we have callers in Norway? Brian Vetter, you're on MuggleCast Live. What's going on? What is this? No way. What? You you called. 
I answered. Oh, this is insane. It's literally the luck of the draw, because I get so many Skype calls, they just keep popping up. And, like, I'll hit answer to somebody, but then, like, five more names show up, and then, you know, pick to you. So, hello, do, do you have a question, sir? Yeah, I was just wondering, um, is, you know, is Rico Mathoy in this movie? Like, I, you know, I, I thought, like, he was this huge, I thought he was a huge plot, you know? Like, underneath half Lid Prince, and he's not, I didn't see him once. He's all over this movie. The, the the pictures they've been releasing, there's a lot of Draco pictures so far. I think two official ones now? Well, I thought he'd be in the trailer, though. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's not really related to... Um... It's just a teaser trailer, too. you got to keep that in mind. We're not, yeah. we're you know, at the same time, you also got to remember, I know Draco's a huge part of this, but Snape's not in it either, and he is the half-blood prince, so... Yeah, it's right. a teaser trailer. They're, they're focusing on one aspect of the story. Right. Joe wrote this really amazing story, and it's got all these little weaves of different like, storylines, and they're focusing on one small one. Yeah. Right. And then just the other question I have, you know, is, is Matt going to be on sometime, or is he just not going to show up? Uh, you're talking about Matt Britton. I am. Uh, he's at work right now. He regrets not uh, appearing on today's live episode. Uh-huh. Yeah. Are you a Matt Britton fanboy? That's cool. Uh, he's a cool guy. <laughs> you know, Andrew, I was... So I was talking to Matt earlier. He's like, I'm actually glad I don't have to be on the live show. Oh, he really did not sad. say I was, that. I was really sad. I'm like, well, I'm going to be at work. And Why can't you be at work and be on? He's like, I just don't want to. He was uh, very sad that he couldn't be on the show today. Uh-huh. I'm he sure. He very upset. And unfortunately, he's not going to be back anytime soon. So, All right. Thank you, Brian. Is that all? Yeah, definitely. Yep. All right. Thank Turn you, sir. No problem. Uh, you know, speaking of co-hosts that haven't made it on today, um, Eric and Jamie have also regretted not appearing on today's show, and I do have statements from Eric and Jamie, and I'd like to read them now. Jamie's is actually an audio clip that we'll play in a moment. Uh, Eric provided this... I hear that. <laughs> yeah. You'll like it, Ben. He, he, he digs on you. Um, Eric had this statement to say. Uh, it was surprisingly short. The more they focus on the Tom Riddle backstory, the happier I become. I am happy. That's a statement from uh, Eric today. Uh, his people spoke with my people and passed along that. That sounds like a statement from like a lawyer. Wait, hold on a second. That was unbelievably short. I couldn't believe it. Well, cause <laughs> That's what we were all saying earlier. He called me, and he's like, hey, can you write something down that I want that you can read on the show? I was like, sure. And I'm like, I'm taking out, like, you know, I'm clearing my hard drive out, ready to type up a book, you know, so I have enough room <laughs> to save the document. And um, it was just that. It was awesome. Um, also, we have this clip from Jamie to play. To uh, He's speaking to all the fans who um, are wondering where he's been lately. Hello, everyone. It feels like it has been years since I've spoken to you last. Uh, it probably hasn't been that long, but uh, it's certainly been a while. I miss everyone. Um, I miss you guys a lot. Uh, I feel completely rusty talking into a microphone now because I haven't done it for so long. But I'm sorry I haven't been on for so long. Um, I've been pretty busy. Um, after I graduated, I got back from university, and I just haven't really got around to it. But I am going to return with a vengeance now. Uh, the real reason is that I think Ben's back on this show after a long hiatus, and I just did not want to steal his thunder for this show. So I thought I'd, you know, let him have a uh, have one show, then I'll come back. Only kidding, buddy. Only kidding. Um, but yeah, uh, the reason I'm not on this live show is because I have a six-hour drive early in the morning, so I need to get to bed and yeah. get some sleep so I don't crash and, you know, cause mayhem. So 
I will sign off and hope you guys really enjoyed the live show. Uh, I'm sad I'm missing it. Sounds like it's going to be an awesome one, and I will catch up with you guys soon. That, that was Jamie Lawrence. Speaking of, speaking of driving, though, speak, you said he had a six-hour drive. Andrew, how, how is he going to sit during that six hours? He, like, you see Jamie drive. Is he a good driver? Jamie's driver? a very good driver. He's a very cautious driver. He sits up with perfect posture, leans a little into the wheel. He told me today he got a uh, – he, he, he told me – he was like, dude, I got a sat-nav. And I was like, a sat nav? What is that? I thought he was like talking about talking about like a, a Saturn car. It's talking, it turns he out he means like a GPS. GPS yeah, like. that's exactly what he was talking about. So uh, there's a statement from Jamie uh, and Eric. We thank them both uh, for that. Let's take another call now. Hello, Viv. Hey. What's going on? Hi. Hi. Um, not much right now, actually. Yeah. I just kind of wanted to comment on you guys. You're kind of being really hard on Michael Gambon. You think what? so? I agree. I do you guys think are so. Me, Michael Gambon. They they Blame really it all are. Blame it all. No, 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 no. Just hear me out here, guys. I think he is an insanely talented actor, and I don't think anyone can deny that. And everyone has such a different view on Dumbledore. Like personally, when I read the books, I saw him as kind of like my grandpa, and he acted a lot like my grandpa acted before he died, and that's how he kind of connected to me. But. And the Richard Harris was a lot close to my grandpa. My grandpa actually knew Richard Harris, so that was kind of cool. But oh. when when I saw Michael Gammon's portrayal of Dumbledore, I actually thought it was better. Because I, I just, I don't know, like for me, Richard Harris was just so kind of quiet and, and not as like forward as Dumbledore might be. And so oh, I, I think you just need to give Michael Gammon a chance. Well, let me start with a rebuttal. Um... I'm. I've always been flip flopping with, uh, not with Dumbledore. That'd be weird. Um, about Michael Gambon. <laughs> I don't know exactly what to think about him. Um, I like I like Michael Gambon a lot, and I have said on the show before that I thought he's better than Richard Harris. And I don't really want to rip on him because I think he's really great in this trailer. I mean, you heard me. Did you think I was ripping on Viv uh, on uh, Viv on Dumbledore? Hey now. <laughs> no, no, I I didn't. But like. I- I, you know, I've been listening to the show for a while, and you guys just sometimes you're just awful to the guy, and he's just, he's just a different Dumbledore, and I like him honestly. Oh, I think he's going to be. He could even grow auburn hair. Yeah. <laughs> can, can you grow? Can you grow auburn hair? Micah, oh, yeah. what do you have to say about this? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm probably the one who's been the most critical of him, so I'll, so I'll say this, and you know, the biggest problem is whenever you establish a role and you use somebody like Richard Harris, and unfortunately he passed away, it becomes very, very difficult to fill that void. And it doesn't really matter who initiated the role. It doesn't. Richard Harris is, was a great actor, but it could have been anybody. And once that's established, you know, it, it's very, very hard for somebody else to come in and take their place. And I think people talk about um, Harris being so quiet. Well, the thing is, you have to remember the first two movies are so light-hearted. They're not as serious as the others. Harris never got the chance to portray beyond Chamber of Secrets. So, I mean, that's kind of my take on it. And for me, I think it's very hard for Gambit to fill in that role. With that being said, though, I think in the 30 seconds or so that we saw him here, that he looks like he did a better job in Hapla Prince. That's just my opinion. Well, no, yeah, I I definitely agree with that. Elisa. I think you made an important distinction, though, because you were saying how he is a great actor, and I was never really a fan of Michael Gambon as Dumbledore myself, but that doesn't mean I don't recognize him as an amazing actor. I've seen him in other movies, and I thought he's phenomenal. 
But I think, I mean, mm. you make a good point. Dumbledore is such, you know, a beloved character that people interpret differently. It's always going to be difficult to take such, you know, a figure and put him up on screen and then, you know, expect someone to be able to portray him exactly as every fan imagined. But I just, you know, I, I like him as an actor, just not as much as Dumbledore. And I just think that that's, you know, you, ha- you have to draw the line. There's an important distinction between the two. All right, uh, let's leave it at that for now. We have uh, many other callers who want to talk about some other things besides Michael. Thank you, Viv. All right, see ya. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, take another caller now. Macy. Hello, Macy. Hello, Macy. Hi. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the show. Hi. I just... I just uploaded Skype, so I'm not really sure how all this works. Um, but um, I was just wondering about, you know, the frame that everyone says is grayback? Yes. Well, my friend um, Maddie and I, we were looking last night, and um, we compared it to John Paul Castriani, the guy who was just cast as Yaxley. Yes. And um, we did, like, a picture search type thing, and um, he has a very interesting nose, as you probably saw in the frame, and um, kind of sunken eyes, and it his profile from um, the Google pic search or whatever um, nearly exactly matched um, the profile that was in the frame. So I was just curious if it was confirmed that it was Greyback, or if it could be excellent. I'm going to say, well, okay, I'll put it this way. It is Greyback who attacks the burrow. Um, so... I can't imagine why they would be showing Yaxley. Although, is it Greyback and Yaxley? See, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think I it's Yaxley. Really, I haven't studied the profiles of these two actors, but I'm, I'm looking at the frame right now, and he just looks like they're trying to um, make him look distinctly like a werewolf. I mean, yeah. he's got a lot of hair. Yeah. And he, he just he looks very angry. Euler, and he just looks like a dog to me. I mean, not in a mean way, but uh, I, I agree. It just looks like they're setting it up to make it obvious that he's a werewolf. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Because, um, like, if you look around his eyebrows, he has a lot of like hair in that area. Um, that's what really gives away to me. And even on his forehead, it looks like. Yeah. Unless that's a shadow, but no, it's not. No, a it's definitely hair. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I think that's Greyback. That's Greyback at the burrow. And does anybody know how, I was just thinking, um, how Greyback became a werewolf? Because I, I know he has all these scars, but the books never mentioned Greyback all scarred up or anything. Mm, they may just be adding that to his care. I mean, it looks like there's only one visible scar on his nose, I guess you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, what do you guys think? That's backstory we never got. Yeah. You no. Know, Alex Carpenter has written since many werewolf backstories in his songs, but uh, there's no official backstory. Mm. So. Alright, thank you, Macy, for calling. Thank you. Micah, did you have something to add? I didn't want to cut you off. Uh, I just wanted to know why Yaxley was cast for Heplo Prince. Uh, I think just to build him as a character for the next two. Maybe. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. 
just because he's he has a sem like in scope of important roles, Harry being like a ten and Voldemort being a ten. Yaxley's about like a four or five. Like he does some pretty key things in mm-hmm. the last book. Hmm. You know, counter counter. He's like the he's the counterpart to Snape. Like him and Snape go at it quite a bit, like arguments. So, all right, uh, let's take another call from Becca. Hello, Becca. Hi. Hi. What's going on? How are you? Not too much. <clears throat> Mute your stream, please. We can hear the stream in the background. Yeah, can you turn yeah. that off? Yeah. Thank you. Anyway, what's your question? Um, it's kind of more of a comment about how you guys were saying um, the the trailer looked kind of um, unprofessional. Well, um, the part I thought was really unprofessional looking was the part where um, they show the flashes of Voldemort, and it's just like a, ba- a black backdrop, and I thought that looked really happy. See, but Laura said earlier, well, maybe it wasn't Laura. That is actually from Order of the Phoenix. Those little flashbacks are from Order of the Phoenix, including those backgrounds that look kind of like, like cloudy. Um, it, those clips come in at the very end when Voldemort is in uh, <coughs> Harry's mind. I don't. I, don't I think. I think when you're doing those little flashes, that it doesn't. You only. You you only need to have Voldemort in the shot because yeah, it's such a quick little shot of it that if you had anything in the background, it may distract from what they were trying to portray, which was Voldemort in those scenes. I think that's a very good point. No, I, yeah, I I agree. Like I'm, I'm actually looking at one of the stills. I think the framing itself is kind of a lame shot, but the fact that like they put it in the right position, even if this shot, you know, the first one where he's you know the wand is up, it looks like almost it's from like half uh, from a um, goblet of fire, and they just cut him out and place him on, on a black background, which by all means could have easily been done, but it's one of those things they had to position him in the right spot so that way you can get that link between the younger Tom Riddle and Voldemort again. I had people here who had no clue who that kid was. So the fact that it's right underneath his head, like the eyes are almost in the exact same spot, it kind of lets you go, is that the kid, you know, the Darkest Wizard? And, of course, they go ahead and say that. Did I know I just met the Darkest Wizard of all time? So When I first saw these clips in Order of the Phoenix, I thought they were kind of corny in that, like, the the one shot of Voldemort, he's, like, almost sticking his tongue out. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I think that's a style thing that from the director though. Like, maybe it's like yeah. we need to have this kind of creepy kind of, but but at the same time keep it lighthearted. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's creepy and it's kind of like <laughs> you stick your tongue out. It's kind of like you're having fun, maybe like you're joking around. But, yeah, it was very very creepy. It just yeah yeah. And you know what? Actually, I, I'm only I would notice something like this. I'm actually still on that frame. Um, that frame that they use, I think they probably use it. They use it in Order of the Phoenix too. I think that's actually from the graveyard scene from uh, uh, Goblet of Fire. Because if you look at, if you go to 1 minute 18, and you look around his neck on the left-hand side, you can really see that it's actually rotoed out, so it's actually cut out of the film. Which, of course, I would notice that. Like, oh, it's kind of sloppy there, but it, it's a good job still. Like, I didn't yeah, it at all. I think you're right, actually. Like, if, you look around, if you look around his ear and neck, you can really tell, like, it's a super sharp line that shouldn't be there on film. Yeah. And if you <laughs> I look at his head stuff, it looks like it was cut out. So even though this, you know, this shot's been in multiple, you know, 
movies. It, it's you know, it's a piece from there. And now that I think about it, they probably you know it was probably a bigger shot, and they just positioned in the bottom left hand corner to fit the shot. So, all right, it, it was a lot of work. Sure. Thank you, Becca, for the call. All right, thanks, guys. No problem. Bye. Okay, let's take another call now. Hello. 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 Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. How are you doing today? Hello. And that's what we call an unprepared caller. Let's take another call now. Hello, Elliot. Hello, Elliot. Elliot, I know you've done this before. No, I. This is. There you go. You got it now. Yes. What's going on? Hey. Hey. Um, nothing much. Okay, I would like to comment on the vials in Dumbledore's office. Um, do they look really, like, old granny-ish to anyone? Like, they're really weird. I don't really like them. Old, old what? Old grant. like, they look like something you'd find in, like, a grandma's house. Like, they're, like, they're shaped, <laughs> and there's, like, lace in the little, like, um, cabinet thing you had. Yeah. Well, Dumbledore is 150. Well- there, there's not lace. Like I'm actually, I'm actually looking at it. There's not lace, but on the little things, it looks like lace. Like the title is like around. Like it looks like it's a sticker almost, where it's cut out and it's made to look like lace. Like it's a design. It kind of looks yeah, like a bowl. Like yeah, no, it looks, it looks like something that would be at my grandma's house. Like mm. you know, 15 minutes yeah. from where I'm at. Yeah. But then, like uh, I don't know, I like the shape of the vials too. They're kind of. Like really delicate looking, and I don't, I don't know if I like that. Um, yeah, it is. It's definitely not how I would have pictured it. I guess. Um, yeah. No, I think it looks cool though. I they mean, do. I it's definitely a cool prop. They were described on uh, the USA Today article as like capsules. Um, doesn't really make yeah, any difference, yeah. but I don't know. I yeah, I, I never, envi- I never envisioned them like this, but they do look kind of cool. But I don't know, like, I don't know. This is my question: is I don't know how functional they look. Like, if you look at them, like, there's like, there's a like, it's like a wine glass bottom, and it look, it looks like a, sh- a long shot glass. Like, it, it yeah. looks like a really elaborate shot glass with a topper, so you can put like a shot in it and fill it up, and then yes. get to the table, take it off. What's a shot glass? Yeah. I, I, it's a shot glass, so now we can no, all No, what is a shot? I don't know what that is. And, uh, but, <laughs> but I, I don't know. I, I, it just, it doesn't seem very functional. Like, really delicate, you're going to put that important in the delicate. Exactly. What if there is an earthquake, like me and Andrew just... <laughs> those are going to fall, and all the memories are going to be all over the floor. Oh, And you're going to get memories of... You're going to have memories of Grindelwald mixed with Tom Riddle, and you're not going to be able to go back to those memories at all. <laughs> they already shot the movie, so it's safe. Um... <laughs> Actually, when I went when I went on the set, I actually did try to swipe one of those. I know you did. You told me you tried. I tried to swipe one of these little capsules, and they actually were spinning. You can't really tell on this, but I tried to I tried to swipe them, but they're actually glued to the uh, pensive holder. Yeah, so. WB is not listening. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I didn't really, you know. Yeah, you did. Okay, you're right. All right, thank you, Elliot, for the call. Thank you for taking. Sorry, he brought back plenty of souvenirs for the rest of us. Anyway, Uh, nope, just one. All right, uh, let's take another call. Hello, Logan. Hello. Hey, what's going on? Um, nothing. I was just want. Go ahead. 
Um, I was just wondering, you know how everyone's always disappointed in the movies, like, when they don't put everything in them? Right. Yes. I'm one of those people. Well, anyways, um, I think it would be kind of cool if for Half-Blood Prince, like, they film a really big, like, long movie that would satisfy everyone, and then they just cut it down to, like, two hours or whatever for the theatrical version, and then they, like, put the whole extended version out when they put it on DVD. Yeah, like Lord of the Rings. Rings. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. I think they're, they're trying to balance the budget with income. Um, I'm sure there's a technical term for that, but I, uh, you know, they're going to do it with movie seven, sort of. I don't know. Anyone else have thoughts about that? Doing an extended edition? I mean, there are a lot of people who would go out and buy it. That's granted, but I just wonder if it would be enough to, uh, really make up for how much extra they'd spend filming like a four hour movie. Yeah. Because they are uh, one of the more expensive uh, film franchises to uh, make. I know they've said that before. If not the most expensive. I know Spider-Man 3, I think it was, was the biggest production-wise. But, um... So. Alright, thank you, Logan, for calling. Yep. Yep. Alright, let's take, uh... We'll do uh, two more calls, then we're going to do Spy on Sparks, and then we'll wrap things up for today. Hello, Emily. Oh, hi. Hi. Just saw you in San Diego. What's going on? Um, I'm good. Yep. The trailer was awesome. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, in the book, it has, like, Dumbledore showing Tom all the stuff in the wardrobe and then having him look at it. And, like, he's really frightened, but in the movie, he's all, like, interested in the wardrobe, and he thinks it's cool, and it's kind of creepy. And do you think that'll be show? Do you think, sorry, can you say that again? You broke up. Oh, sorry. Um, do you think it'll be showed? Book? Yeah, I, I, we heard the first part, the, what, will it be showed? Is that what you said, the last sentence? Um, like, yeah, well, in the movie. Or, like, Dumbledore showing him the box of, like, the stuff he stole. Oh. Oh, right. I remember what you're talking about. Elissa, do you have any thoughts? Uh, I mean, I don't know if you're going to put in the movie if he, you know, imploded the wardrobe before you could even open it. Um, I don't know, but I would be, I think it'd be cool to see that. I think they, I think they sort of replaced the box of stuff with, um, Tom telling stories about how... He, like, he, he was capable of hurting people who he didn't like and stuff like that. Because I think the box is more of a prop to uh, sort of move the storyline of Tom Riddle and like, his experiences with taking things and like, sort of like his enableness. And they just replaced the box with dialogue. So I, it'd be awesome to see it, but I'm not sure. I wouldn't put it past them. Mm. All right, Emily, thank you. Uh, we'll take one more call for today. I'm sorry, guys. We've been getting a ton of calls, trying to get to all of them. Uh, but unfortunately... You know, that that's just the way these things go. Hello, Kate. Hi. Hi. Welcome to MuggleCast Live. How you doing? Good. Let me mute my thing. Okay. Prepared caller. So, I was wondering what you guys thought about Dumbledore and Grindelwald and when he goes back to do that. Uh, what do you mean? 
With the Dumbledore and... Hello? Hello? Hi. Hello. Go ahead, sorry. We, Hi. We saved so I was question. wondering, yeah. when Dumbledore and Grindelwald, do you think they're going to go back and film, actually have Michael Gambon and someone cast as Grindelwald going back and doing that? Or do you think they'll have a different actor to do those scenes? Um. I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just based on, like, since Michael Gammon's going back and being a somewhat younger Dumbledore for this, do you think, I mean, do you think he could play a younger Dumbledore? No, I don't think he can get any... Are you, are you talking about for Deathly Hallows, or...? Yeah, for Deathly Hallows. Okay. I mean, uh, it would depend uh, on how young they wanted to take it. Honestly, I'm pretty I sure they were their teenage they're... years, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think he could play a teenage Dumbledore. No. no oh, oh, wait, you're talking about when they were together as teenagers? Yeah, right. just like, and I mean, do you think they'll include the duel they had, or, I mean... I hope so. I think it'd be really interesting to see, you know... You know actually, see it. Because when you see it in the books, you can't tell who killed um, Dumbledore's sister. But, right. you know, and I was always hoping, and I said this on the show, it'd be really cool if, if Joe had set it up. So we, it was descriptive, uh, descriptive, uh, descriptive enough where we actually had to figure it out. Yeah, and, and like, when he actually has the duel and wins the Elder Wand, I mean, since that's kind of a crucial part, do you think they'll just add that scene in, even though it's not written in the books? Well, don't they, doesn't Harry or someone see that scene through, was it Ollivander's, or someone, someone goes and sees uh, Grindelwald, like, while he's in the jail cell. So I would imagine they would at least show that part, because that's sort of important to Deathly Hallows. Well, that's when Voldemort goes to kill him. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, the part where, like, Dumbledore and Grindelwald are dueling for the Elder Wand, and... Uh, Oh, I don't know. Um, no, I can almost see them explaining that away with dialogue. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I just think it'd be cool to see. Yeah, oh no, it, yeah, it definitely totally. would be. I'd love to see Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. I mean, why'd Dumbledore have a crush on him? We gotta know. <laughs> was it Lux, or was it... No, we know it was more. I was just kidding. Um, <laughs> Alright, thank you, Kate. Yep, thank you. No problem. Alright, uh, Micah wants to take one more call because uh, that wasn't a uh, book seven, or uh, movie six call. So, hello, Brad. Hi. Hi, hello. How you doing, sir? Good. Um, yeah, I was just had a couple of questions. Uh, so, you were talking about the, uh, the guy in the grass who said, thinking that was um, the werewolf? Grayback, yeah. At, at uh, 103? Um, it did, it, let's see here. Yeah. Because Greyback attacks the burrow, and that's where he's at right now, because it's the tall grass. Oh, they're attacking the burrow. Okay. I couldn't figure that out. Oh, okay. And what's the crap with Ron, what's the crap with Ron being dead? I mean, he's just lying on the ground like he's dead. Uh, well, that's when Harry goes to save him with the, how do you pronounce it? The Bezor? The, b- yeah. Yeah. The Bezor. That's going to be in uh, Slughorn's office? Is that in Slughorn's? Yeah, that's in Slughorn's office. Oh, wait, uh, 
the, the yeah. wine. No, poison. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to look at the scene to see if you can tell. Actually, it it kind of looks like the Gryffindor common room. Yeah, it did. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because the fireplace... Actually, the fireplace was open, though. Huh? I don't know. I don't know. Plus, Ryan's in his PJs. Harry almost looks like he has a leather jacket. He kind of looks cool from the back. Yeah. But he's got track pants on. You can see the stripe on the left-hand side. He must have been jogging. Yeah. But, you know, the, the, that day, like, that, that whole B-Sword thing, that happened, like, super early in the morning. Because, remember, Ron was affected with uh, Ramil Devane and the... Uh, the cauldrons, mm-hmm. chocolate cauldrons, was- and so they went. So it was like super early. I can imagine them still in their PJs, going down to see. And actually, I think they were in their PJs when they went to go see Slughorn. Yeah, they they were. Wasn't it on Christmas Day or something? Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, because it was. It felt. It came out of uh, Harry's trunk, and uh, Ron yeah. assumed it was his Christmas gift. And Slughorn hadn't done so- on breakfast. So it must have been early. Yeah, it must have been earlier in the PJs. That must be his office. We think. We think. You can't, you know, we can't say for sure, but... Yeah. So, could, do you think that... If I was a betting man, if I was a betting man, I'd say that was his office. <laughs> <laughs> what else did you have to say, Brad? Uh, just one more thing. Uh, <laughs> so, could the attack on, on the borough be early in the morning? Because could that be Jenny and her PJs defending the borough? Yeah. It's either late at night or early in the morning. Um. Yeah, that's all there's to say about that. Really, I mean, it's it's so hard to tell with these scenes because they're so freaking quick. Uh, but yeah, she's in her bathrobe. Actually, it looks like she just got out of the shower or something. Yeah. I yeah. Mean... <laughs> what? <laughs> I think it's in the morning because I can see the newspaper on their doorstep. Yeah, I'm completely kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brad, thank you for calling. Thank Thanks, you, Brad. Thanks. We'll find out the answers to your questions soon. All right, it's time now to play Spy on Sparts. It's an old segment we haven't done in a while, and Ben is prepared to spy on Sparts. I'm just going to enter Emerson's phone number, which I'm always tempted to sell because I know you can make a good amount of money from... Uh, I'll sell it. You can buy it for $1. 219, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, people. Okay. Uh, not taking any more calls. I'm sorry, everyone. A lot of people are calling. I can't even type in Emerson's phone number. All right. Here we go. Going to add to conference. Ben, are you ready? I was born ready. Okay. It's calling now. Yeah, Ben. This is very exciting. Hello? Is Emerson there? Speaking. Emerson? Yeah. No, put Emerson on. This is Emerson. No way. <laughs> oh, okay, it is Emerson. I can tell by a laugh. What are you doing? Eating pizza like five feet away from you. What? Eating pizza like five feet away from you. Is it good pizza? Why'd you call the house phone? I, I didn't call the house phone. The muggle cast called the house phone. Oh. <laughs> so how's so how's all that Muggle Net work going? How's what? How, how's Muggle Net going? Uh, yeah, it's good. It's good. What what have you been doing? We're, we're we're trying to spy on you. We're trying to spy on Sparts. Well, we were up at Gull Lake, and we were we not today. We were uh, I was water uh, like like wakeboarding, and we went tubing. And we were just out in the lake all day. It was awesome. Is that why your face was all sunburnt when you walked in? 
Yeah, I'm like my face looks like an, like an apple, just like straight red. Emerson, this is Andrew. Now, what's it like living with Ben? Is 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 there any like ablutions he has that are really annoying? Well, I mean, he walks around naked all the time, which is oh, good at first. Jeez, oh, <laughs> they got they got used to it. They all adjusted. <laughs> Was it hard to adjust to? Have to put up with living with Ben Shane, you know? Yeah. yeah. Does he eat a lot I of your food? I smell, I smell sometimes, too. <laughs> Does he eat a lot what, of your food? We... Yeah, uh, we, don't, we don't even, like, we just have to, like, my dad has to make a, a run to Kroger every day just to, you know, just to keep him happy. That's rude. They put, they put, they put a lock on the fridge. <laughs> Change it daily because you just bite it and open it up anyway. And eat, Yeah, eat the lock, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. So, 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 uh, we're not going to call you back ever again unless you're doing something interesting, so... I guess I kind of live with you, so I guess I'd know. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't know. Yeah. Are you spying on me? Well, enjoy... In, is that, uh, no, is I'm that, not spying on you. Is that what this is all about, about the past year? This is all about spying on Spark. And... <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm actually writing a book. I'm actually writing a book about the... I'm actually writing a book about it. It's an investigation. Mm-hmm. Into the Spark's home. It's me. Our, our next uh, bestseller, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. The beauty of Spy on Sparks is we get to hang up on Sparks. So. <laughs> Cut it, Andrew. All right. He's uh, gone. Thank you, Emerson. That's how we play Spy on Sparks. Uh, see, he's the webmaster, and he, he can trust explaining. control over MuggleNet, but. On MuggleCast, we can just cut his cut his mic, cut him out just like that. Yep. I just hope he doesn't come in here and punches you. I hope he does, but he won't. And we learned something about Ben too. So there you go. Um. Ben- I'm naked. Yeah, that's gross. Is that true, or was he just kidding? Uh, let's not go there, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm saying, I'm saying, if your only clean boxes are down in the basement, you know, and you, <laughs> well. think, you think no, you think nobody's home, and you don't think you, need, you already dried off, and you don't need a towel. I mean, things uh, happen. Here's yeah. um, here's an idea we're kicking around in the apartment right now because it's it's me, uh, Matt. Uh, John from Leahy and his girlfriend Brie all living here and we're considering the idea of putting up a live cam in the living room that just streams 24-7 oh, like doing like you know so they can watch us you know just hang yeah. out is that a oh, good idea boy. or is that stupid is that too far uh, no. nah, that's, that, that would be called a fandom stunt <laughs> <laughs> I don't know well then uh, then I was you know we could charge Wait, and, and, for access Andrew. to additional rooms what and, Andrew can we make it like when two Harry Potter sites collide, the Leaky Cauldron and MuggleNet living together. Andrew like, Slaughter. They're, they're like, they're like, they'll show Andrew. We'll show Andrew like we'll show, and we'll show Andrew going up into John's room and like hooking up a flash drive to his computer and copying all the stuff. extracting all his files. <laughs> all, all, the data, like, all the leaky website. The next uh, day, you know, MuggleNet looks like Leaky, and yeah, that'd be. Funny. You know what we should do? Nah, we would have went downgrade. <laughs> and, Andrew, if you do that. I have to give you guys like daily Sorry, challenges. I love you, everybody. Um, the daily challenge for the house is Monk yeah. versus Key. See, that's a good Day, idea. Make Mikey a burrito. Make Mikey a burrito. <laughs> yeah. They they can make me food and they can uh, cook and clean my apartment. And uh, Mikey, uh, Mikey, how how far away do you do you live from Andrew? How long of a walk? It's like thirty seven steps. Really? Jeez. He's yeah. Backwards. But I, but I'm upstairs. You ever, spy on, you ever go spy on Sims? 
You know what I've had to do? Andrew was driving to work one day, and this tire blew, and every single person in that apartment, John, Bree, and Matt, were, like, dead asleep. Andrew was calling them. They wouldn't answer. I went there and knocked on the door for, like, five minutes. I finally went up to uh, Matt's bedroom window and started knocking on his window. He wouldn't get up. So I went to John's, and I took the screen off. I'm like, John, open the door. Somebody should have uh, called the cops on you. That's That's, like... Dude, they all know where I, I all Everyone at the apartment place. complex knows who I am. I'm just I've kidding. been there for a long time. Everyone does? Majority. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we do have to wrap this up today. Um, it's been a long show. Uh, Micah, one more time. Let's talk about uh, uh, bah, 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 our, our new charity effort. I'm sorry. <laughs> for Teddy Bears for Hope. Um, so once again, you go to MuggleCast.com and click on the banner at the top. And uh, that's where you can find information about the charity, nonprofit organization. Isn't that right? Yes, it is. And uh, some people have already started to donate. So uh, very awesome. generous of all you guys out there. Um, we appreciate it. We're going to be, as Andrew mentioned before, the hosts will be making contributions as well. Uh, so I didn't mention that, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Laura said you did, so she oh. lied, I guess. Anyway. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sorry, Micah. <laughs> um, you know, any amount that you can give, it doesn't matter how small or how large, you know, every bit penny makes a difference, and, you know, this is something we've been looking to do for a while, and we just hope that, you know, everyone out there can do a little bit to contribute. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, I think that does it. Panel, thank you for coming on today. It's a wonderful You're welcome, discussion. Andrew. Uh, we'll have this show online tonight for everyone's listening pleasure. Uh, I think that's it. I hope I'm not forgetting anything. We got to everything, right? I have a story. Yes. You have a story. From we New just Orleans. got back from New Orleans. We don't have time. Goodbye, everyone. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> What's the story? Well, you know how work likes to uh, make fun of me for, for doing this show from time to time. Yes. And uh, we we were all out at dinner, and, and I had gotten there late. Um, and I guess one of the things that they wanted to do was to you know get the people that were sitting at the tables around in on the joke the waiter and on the joke to be like hey you're Micah from Mogocast blah 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 you know <laughs> and, 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 re- and really pull one over on me yeah so they they were sitting at the table they were planning this whole thing out and um the guy at the table next to them overheard him and i guess he was from Philadelphia and he actually turned to him and he said oh are, are you talking about um that Harry Potter podcast. Oh my god! I've listened to it before, you know, and it was written up in our Philadelphia newspaper recently. Right. So apparently, you want to make fun of things. Wow! Talk about karma. Bite you. Yeah, showed them. Now they won't make fun of it anymore because it actually happens. There you go. Did they? Did they? Uh, did they uh, actually pull the joke over on you, or how would you find out about well, that? Well, I, I the guy had when. Uh, I had showed up, and the, and the guy started... I guess they were trying to plan it at the table when I was there still. And the guy overheard him when I was at the table, and so I thought, okay, this is a big joke. He's joking around. Because then, you know, five minutes later, the waiter starts, you know, in on his part of it. And I actually <laughs> found out later that the guy who was at the table next to us was legitimate. He wasn't a joke. So... Wow. Just goes to uh, show you there's a lot of people out there that listen to the show. Yeah. Awesome. You know, I had a very similar experience. I was at Leaky Cauldron's uh, Disneyland Day because I was the only one living in California at the time. And uh, when I was there, we went on Winnie the Pooh ride. And they were, like, making a joke about how Leaky's here, but not one from MuggleCast or MuggleNet's there. And I'm wearing my MuggleNet shirt. And someone's like, wait, are you from MuggleNet and MuggleCast? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, 
And they give me like a special citizen one, and like, I'm like, you know, all the people from Lincoln, are like, oh, I don't listen to that podcast. And I felt really bad. Oh, they were making they were making fun of me for like the whole day, and like I, that night, as like they were still making fun of me. One of the employees at Disney just like totally pwned them, going like, oh, but that's Mikey from MuggleCast. Ah, like, that's awesome. Wow, it was Mikey. just totally like a random thing. Who who would have known? I know. Seriously, well, it's amazing how uh, you know quickly people listen. Yeah, exactly. Thank uh, you for listening, everyone. Please, thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. It's been fun. Uh, well, like I said, the show will be going out uh, tonight on the stream. So I think that's it. We had about uh, fourteen hundred people listening during uh, the peak of the show. Well, actually, through most of the show. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank uh, you, Andrew. Or so, yeah, that's me, uh, Micah. Thank you. Mikey, thank you. Elisa, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'm at work still. I know. Good job. You're a real slacker. I'm actually working. Like, right now, I'm transferring, like, 26 gigs of data. So No. No wonder your voice is cutting out. <laughs> ben, thank you. No, it's not. It's fine. Laura, thank you. It's been real, yeah, Andrew. It's been real. It's been good. It's, it's been, been good, good to do this again. Well, we hope everybody and- enjoyed Andrew. the trailer. We'll do this again once the theatrical trailer's out. Yes, Mikey. Hey, are we going to hang out tonight? What are we doing? Let's go dinner. I want to see Dark Knight in IMAX. Tonight? Well, maybe. No, actually, not tonight. Matt doesn't get off till 10. Yeah, let's go to to dinner. Let's go bug Matt at work. Okay. I'll do that. I haven't had Panera in a while. All right, thank you, everybody. Hope by 7.30. Bye, guys. Good night, everyone. Bye.